Welcome back to the Wednesday night edition of the Craven and Blazak Experience. Alongside me is Anthony Craven, David Smith, and I am Cody Blazak. We are joining you live from the studio of 91.1 WMSV to bring you all of the great sports talk around the world right now. And start it off, we'll start it off with Monday night's preseason game between the Jags and the Saints. As I, we talked about this before we came on live. But I think we've made it very, very clear, or the Saints have made it clear, who their starting quarterback should be. In our opinions, at least, it looks like it should be Jameis Winston. But we still have preseason time to figure out who that will be. Uh, Regular season starts in two weeks, I believe it is. So... A lot can change, obviously, in two weeks, whether it's in the locker room, with the front office, or if he just starts playing terrible. I don't think any of us think that. But we knew Jameis Winston, when he was with the Bucs, he he could put yards up and he could score, but he had to limit his interceptions. What Do we think that one season with Drew Brees affected him that much to not throw 30-something-odd interceptions again? I think the LASIK eye surgery also helped. I think that him him getting that also he can see now he can he can actually uh, tell I the heard that helps. the scenes yeah, yeah that'll um, figuring out which team you're actually throwing to makes a difference no more squinting Winston uh, yeah out no, there. no more squinting but I mean I think that under the leadership of Drew Brees it obviously benefited him a lot he seems a lot more composed back there than he was and I think that has a lot to do he just feels very comfortable in the system and that definitely showed Monday night with his. Nine for ten, two touchdowns, and obviously you got to give credit to the receiver too. Callaway, the catches that he was making were un unreal. Something that I mean, that's a guy I've never even heard of before. Yeah, and he was doing insane things. Also, too, keep in mind it is the preseason, and they were playing a team that's not going to be any good this year. Is, is, is that a fair assessment? I mean, Jacksonville. I, th- I think we can all yeah. agree on that. Jacksonville was bad. Last year, they are very much in a building for the future kind of uh, mode right now. But still, yeah, that was that was the first start in the preseason for Jameis Winston, and he even made it, made, you know, made a comment post game the first time he had started a football game of any kind in in two full years, uh, maybe longer. I, I forget if he even was the starter towards the end of his last year in Tampa Bay, or if they had made a switch there. Because um, I know Fitzpatrick started some for Tampa Bay that uh, those last couple of years that Winston was there, but yes, it was the first time he had started a game in a while, uh, and, he, and he, you know, he talked about being nervous actually, and and for him to come out and play the way he did again, it's a bad team, the the Jags, it's the preseason, you know, so who knows exactly what kind of groupings were out there at any given time and. You know, were they calling plays to really move the ball down the field in a normal situation like you would during the season? Or were they calling plays to work on very specific things to get them ready for something else down the road? Who knows? But still, anytime you go 9 for 10, you know, three drives, two TDs in those three possessions, he didn't have any bad passes or bad reads at all. And he seemingly played very much within Sean Payton's system. And he only took two real chances deep 
and Callaway made two great catches on both of them. The first one would have been, even if he had not made the catch, it was going to be defensive pass interference in the end zone and would have led to a score. So, yeah, I think if you're, you know, if you're following the Saints, I think it's pretty clear after Hill got the start in game one of the preseason and then Winston got the start in game two of the preseason, they essentially have the same number of, st- same number of snaps now through the first two ball games. And it's pretty clear that the, the offense moved more efficiently with Winston at quarterback versus Taysom Hill. When the Winston's ball placement on those throws was also almost perfect, right? It was perfect. He put it somewhere where only his receiver could get it. And I mean, obviously the catches were incredible, but the the ball placement put it in a spot where no one was touching that besides his receiver. And I I think even if Jameis goes in the deep end later in the season, you have Taysom Hill to back him up. And you have a bunch of other really good players on that team that can make plays. I mean, it's not just going to be Jameis Winston throwing deep balls the entire time. You have Alvin Kamara, who can do just about everything. Then you have Taysom Hill, who can also do just about everything. So, offensively, this team looks really solid right now, especially if they get Michael Thomas back relatively soon. Uh, they have the new receiver in Callaway. He obviously looked really good in preseason, but it's only preseason. So, I mean, on the up and upside, it looks like they're going to be a relatively solid team. I know David said earlier that he thinks they're going to go 10-7. and seven. What makes them go 10-7 and seven versus 14-3 and three for the sake of it? I just think that, I mean, you can go ahead and chalk up two losses to the Buccaneers. I mean, I think this, this Buccaneers team... Don't I'm not I'm not going to put this in stone, but they could be the first team to ever go 17 and 0, and that um, that that team is incredible. They didn't lose anybody from last year. They're gonna they're they're gonna repeat this year. Um, that schedule they're really rough. They're playing the AFC East division, which which plays the likes of of Miami, Buffalo, and New England, which could all potentially be losses. I think at least two of them are. I'm not sure which two exactly. Those are all playoff teams. Those are yeah, probably. Potent- yeah. potentially playoff teams, especially with the ex- expanded yep. wild yep. card. I mean, that's this this Saints schedule is really really tough, but I think that there's no doubt that they'll be there on wild card weekend. I think a ten and seven record is good enough to get you into the wild card round. It's gonna be. They're going to be a fascinating team to watch, and there will be a lot of eyeballs on them because they've won the division four straight years, and they've been so consistent in the past fifteen years. So, that, so they've become one of those, you know, one of those franchises that everyone sort of keeps their eyeballs on, even if you aren't, you know, even though you're, even if you aren't a fan of them or a fan of a rival of theirs. But because it's now the post-Drew Brees era, even more attention early on, especially. I think we'll be focused on, okay, what does this team look like? Uh, Because there was a, as great as Drew Brees was when he was healthy over the past three years, you can still see over the past three seasons, the arm strength just in his advanced age for for a a quarterback, the arm strength just wasn't there. That, 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 That shoulder that had to be surgically rebuilt, you know, 15 years ago was was starting to wear down. And the Saints, the past two years especially, essentially had no deep ball threats. Even though they had some guys who could get open down the field, Drew Brees couldn't throw it, you know, accurately more than 30 yards downfield. Now, he was still really good 
because he was so good at reading the defenses and was so good in the pocket, moving his feet, feeling the pressure, dunking it off quickly when he had to. And Sean Payton's a great coach. But now, will will the Saints offense kind of get back to what it looked like 2006 through 2016, essentially, where there is more of a deep ball threat on top of now the fact that they have one of the better running backs in the NFL and they have a good offensive line and they have an elite defense. I mean, they're going to have, again, you know, not the best, but one of the best defenses in the NFC. So will they actually transition into more of a run-first offense, play action, let Jameis throw the ball deep? It'll be very very intriguing to see how this all develops. And then what happens with, with Taysom Hill if Jameis does become the starter? Obviously, Taysom Hill can be used in a variety of ways, but he spent all offseason focusing on winning the quarterback job. You know, how well can he transition back into that Swift, you know, Swiss Army knife role when he hasn't been practicing with the wide receivers and the running backs and the tight ends, you know, in a year, essentially. They're paying him a lot of money, yep. too. And he's really good at a lot of different things. And it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them have a package just yes. for Taysom Hill, especially that wild card, I mean, the Wildcat package right there where he could just be a normal quarterback. See, like you said, he focused Expand everything, on that. Yeah. everything in, on, on the quarterback role. We could see essentially a whole series where Taysom Hill's just playing quarterback, just throwing a different look at the defense, and that there's, there's a lot that could happen. There's a lot of options the Saints offense has. There's a lot that they could do this year, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. With Taysom Hill being, like you said, that Swiss Army knife, in the absence of Michael Thomas, do we think he could ever convert to a starting receiver? I mean, he can do everything. He's obviously not going to be as good as Michael Thomas, but he's not bad. He can make plays. He's big. I mean, he's not afraid to get hit. And he's actually, because he was trying to really win that quarterback battle, he sort of transformed his body so he's not quite as bulky. He slimmed down a little bit, so his mobility could be a little better. And they say he's faster now than he ever has been since being in the uh, in the in, um, in the NFL. I don't know. We'll see. It's like I said, it's going to be fun. For disclosure, I'm a Saints fan, so I think it'll be fun in a way to see how this team morphs uh, and evolves in the in the post Drew Brees era. I'm not a Saints fan, and I still think it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just, Confirmation. I, I just I <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. It'll really test. Uh, I mean, I think we all know Sean Payton's a great coach, but it'll really put his coaching skills on display this year, and I think that he's he's gotten a chance to show that this, this upcoming season. And I think the Saints are one of those teams that it's going to be fun to watch for a while just because of some of the big names they have. But uh, moving on to Jacksonville from that same night when they played uh, the Saints, you got to see a little bit of Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence who was battling for, quote-unquote, battling for the starting quarterback position. I think we all knew Trevor Lawrence was going to take that spot open, which was, I believe, released this morning that he is going to be their starting quarterback. I, I mean, I think we all knew it was coming. And I knew, we know Urban Meyer went there because he was going to get uh, Trevor Lawrence and everything. 
But with Jacksonville just being such a rough-looking team, do we actually think we're going to get to see Trevor Lawrence shine while he's at Jacksonville? I I think so. Um, I think that this – obviously the loss of Travis Etienne that was announced yes, yesterday, I believe, yeah. hurts them a lot. But still, James Robinson is very good. You've got DJ Chark playing receiver. There's another big-name receiver that they've got that I can't remember the name of right now. But they've got – a, a talented team right there, and this was this was a team who was just in the AFC title game three years ago. I think so. Three, yeah, three, three years, three ago. or two, yeah. And obviously they they knew that that was the, that was their peak, and they shut down, they rebuilt, and they're they're back here with a few young stars who have gotten an opportunity to sign. Obviously, they're not going to be a playoff team this year, maybe not even next year. But I think that within Trevor Lawrence's rookie contract, you could expect them to at least test the waters of the playoffs and see what he could do because i mean trevor's he's only lost what one regular season game ever in his has he lost a regular season game ever in his he never lost in high school right and in college when clemson lost to Notre Dame, he wasn't he, playing he wasn't so he there, so. only lost twice in the postseason yeah so he's uh, never lost clemson a regular season game ever since like i think they mentioned this which is just this it's 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 just stupid to, to think about. But yeah, yeah, they this is Salters, I think, mentioned that during the broadcast on Monday night that she asked him, When's the last time you you know, in a regular season game uh lost or you know, didn't didn't start or I I forget how she phrased it, but it was something like the answer was little league baseball <laughs> was the last time that he had played a game and lost. In the in the regular season, so that's yeah he's he's so talented. I I do fear though for his health because that O line is is just not very good. And how often have we seen throughout you know the history of the National Football League number one quarterback draft picks who are really good, but their first two years in the league they get sacked so many times and get hit so many times and get beat up so many times that it uh, derails their career we saw it we saw it last just recently with joe burrow yep that o-line was awful and he ended up going down with an injury and we've i mean we've seen it happen to an array of people and it's or maybe they just won't lose because Tre- trevor's never lost <laughs> in the regular right. season. Maybe, maybe they just won't lose never he's, lost he's he has lost two games in eight years yes he's that's that's well, what th- what Seven. What? Seven years. Three yeah. years of college, yeah. And four, four years of high school. Of high school, yeah. In football, at least. He's yes. lost. He's only lost two games in the past seven years, which is insane to think of. But I, the one thing going for, I guess, Jacksonville and getting him is he's a winner. I, when you lose, Urban Meyer is a winner, too. That, yeah. Travis Etienne is a winner. I know he's not going to be there this season because of his injury now, but... You've you've got a winning core with that organization right now, which I mean it may not mean a whole lot, but it definitely puts motivation into other players, and it helps with winning obviously because they know these players know how to win. So, and I don't think they're going to be anything special for two or three years, especially this year. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. There's yeah. there's not, I mean. He might be the greatest college football quarterback or might have had the greatest career. 
I mean, he had two one losses. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one. He's one of the greatest. Yeah, and, if not the greatest. And let's just be honest. I mean, those you know, his last two years in college, I mean, he 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 carried that Clemson team. That those, those Clemson teams were still good, but they didn't have top five talent around him. He just willed them into you know, once again competing for national championships when they were the last two years, in my opinion, top to bottom, not nearly as good as they were that championship season. Three years ago. Uh, so, yeah, he's really good. How will Urban Meyer adapt his offensive scheme to the NFL? It's something that I'm I'm curious to see. Because, because we saw him, you know, through his college coaching career, adapt and evolve. You know, what he was doing offensively or what his teams were doing offensively at Ohio State were different than what they were doing at Florida, which was different than what they were doing at, at Utah before that. So how will he adapt you know, at his core, he's still, you know, like like Dan Mullen. At his core, you know, he's a a a read option, you know, mobile quarterback guy. How will he adapt that? Not just this year, but you know, thinking about long term with Jacksonville. Uh, the thing that comes to mind with Urban Meyer being in the NFL now is we've seen, uh, in particular, a legendary college coach go to the NFL and not, uh, he couldn't do it. Nick Saban couldn't do it. And he wasn't, I obviously didn't have the, uh, all the championships he does now when he went to the NFL, but he was an up on the up and rising. And I think everybody knew he was going to be at least a really good coach. I, can Urban Meyer make it in the NFL? I, I mean, he's getting a star quarterback that played in college ridiculously well. Can he transform his playing style and become a great NFL or even a good NFL coach? Because, I mean, it's it's hard to win no matter what sport you're winning, no matter what league you're in. He's had a couple years off, so do we think he's going to make it in the NFL? What's your definition of make it? What's your – Is he – survive more than three seasons yeah I, I think he will yeah i mean i think he'll he'll be here um i i think that he's got i think the jacksonville the front office they know that this this is it's it's still the rebuild they're still in the middle of the rebuild they're going to be better than they were last year i think maybe four or five wins is a great goal for them um they still need they've got work to do on the offensive line the receivers are good not great obviously but that's not necessarily a position they need to address the defense is still kind of abysmal, um, so it's there's a lot of pieces they need to address. They're gathering a core together, yeah. And I think Urban Meyer has the presence in the locker room to command respect from the players, which is something that some coaches struggle with, some new coaches struggle with. And I think I think he will survive. I think he'll make it. I think that this team will have at least one deep playoff run four or five years from now. Um, I'm not sure how deep that run will go, but I think that that he will make it in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think when you look at college coaches going to the NFL, most of them don't make it because the, you know the the two games are so different. Um, and as a coach at the NFL level, you really do have to be you have to almost out scheme everyone else because the talent is so comparable you know, every single week. Whereas in college, if you're a great recruiter, then you can, you might also be a great coach, but if you're a great recruiter, 
you can win a bunch of games being a very average coach. But we saw Urban Meyer, even before he won national titles at Ohio State and Florida, when he had better players than almost everybody else that he, that, that he faced, he had great seasons. I mean, he had undefeated seasons at Utah, and he had top 25 seasons at Bowling Green. So he, he, he's been able to figure it out wherever he's been, how to adapt and how to make it work. And I don't think that he's a guy who's you know, so set in his ways that he won't you know, say, you know what, this isn't working. You know, this may have worked 20 years ago for me, but let's try something different. So I, I think that he will work, but there's so many variables. I mean, they have to, you know, they have to really hit it, you know, score well in the draft over the next couple of years and make some trades, I think, for some veteran O-linemen and D-linemen in the next couple of years to really make it work where they can be patient long enough to say, yeah, we're going to stick with him uh, and see how well he does. Yeah, obviously they gotta, they've got to stay healthy too. And I think that obviously the game, is, the game itself has evolved to become a lot more offensive-wise. There's a lot more points scored now than there were 20 years ago when Nick Saban tried, tried his, yeah. his luck in the league. And I think that – And he had terrible players in Miami. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he did is, as well, yeah. So they were a it, terrible team. It's obviously not all and he didn't stay very long. He didn't mm-hmm. stay long enough to, to, to see if it would work or yeah, not. Yeah, he, he didn't want to be there. Yeah. He, he saw an opportunity in a window to go back to college. and <laughs> It's a lot easier to, to uh, manage your roster when you can essentially pick and choose who you want versus I got – I have a contract. This guy's here for six years. What? <laughs> I don't even like him. You know, yeah. it's, it's, a lot, it's a whole different ball game in the NFL. Um, going back to I'll just backtrack a second because I'm thinking of it now. You said David said at least real quick that if there was a team, I, I got to call you out on this just because <laughs> when I thought of it, I was like, "Ooh, there's other team I think of when you say that." You didn't say it's you're putting it in stone. But Tampa Bay, you think, could be the team that goes 17-0, and correct? Correct. You don't think Kansas City would be the team that goes 17-0 and this I, I year? I think they could, they could do it, too. Do you think I, they both I, could? Well, I obviously they, they both, both can't do it. Can but. do it, yeah. I don't think they – They don't play each other. They don't play each other. Yeah. So, season, I, I, don't, I don't think so, no. Yeah. I think that you can go ahead and write it in that those two teams are going to meet in the Super Bowl again, regardless of record. I think that they're just – they're the heavy have, favorites. Yeah. They're, they're the heavy favorites for, for good reason. Both those teams are incredible, and Tampa Bay brought everyone back. I saw I saw a tweet the other day that showed that some teams were addressing their needs at wide receiver, and Tampa Bay is addressing uh, who's going to be their fourth offensive tackle, yeah. their sixth corner, their fifth wide receiver. You know, it's like they, they just they don't have any issues. We should. This is where I step in to point out, and I'm not I'm not doubting the Buccaneers. They are the defending champion but this is a a Tampa Bay team that a year ago during the regular season was what the fifth best team in the NFC so it they've clearly you know the last month of the season and in the postseason they were just straight up better than everybody else um if that defense can stay healthy I mean they're they have to be the overwhelming favorites in the in the NFC uh Assuming they can at least split with the Saints and and win that division, then they're going to have home field. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be 
there, opportunities a, there. There's a reason that it, it so ever so rarely happens that a team goes undefeated because it's so tough to stay healthy, so yeah. tough to— It's almost impossible. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, and then you add an extra game to the schedule, too. I mean, it's 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 nearly impossible, but I think that ever since that they started clicking in, in Tampa Bay, no one's been able to stop them. And I don't, I don't know if anyone will be able to stop them. Someone could beat them in the regular season easily. Someone could get hurt, something. There's— it's untold. I'm not going to sit here and say that they will do this because it's hard. I just think that if there would be a team, too, I'd take them over Kansas City to do it. They will. Um, the Clearly, the team that they have to compete with that's closest to them is, is the Saints. Uh, the Saints last year during the regular season went undefeated against the other teams in the NFC South, which is just crazy. I mean, it's not it's not sixteen and zero, but very rarely do you see a six and zero season within a, a a division anymore. So the Buccaneers and the Saints, I think, are the. I mean, the Rams are going to be good too. Uh, the Packers, I think, will still be good, but I think it's going to be, you know, NFC South champion is going to be the team that has the number one seed in the in the NFC. Shifting gears to the AFC, everybody's got to stop sleeping on my bills because Josh Allen is he, – he came alive last year and – Bills Mafia. I'm <laughs> alive and well. Uh, he's fun to watch play. Um, But shifting gears to the Rams real quick, Matt Stafford coming aboard with them. I think everyone knew, or I think everybody at least thought to themselves, why is Matt Stafford not getting out of Detroit? Then he got out uh, this summer, which I think everybody thought was a great move for his career. As he lo- he should be considered a great quarterback, but he has nothing to show for it because the Lions have been year in and year out just absolutely awful. He played with Calvin Johnson, who is a Hall of Famer wide receiver, and now he it looks like he's actually going to have a chance to do something real with the Rams. He did not win a single playoff game with Detroit in 12 years. Do we think he's going to win his first ever playoff game this year? Maybe. Um, I think that from, from just, from just a Rams perspective, that division, the division, that NFC West division is the toughest in football from top to bottom. It is, it is incredible. (laughs) How the all f- Seattle's still really good. <laughs> Seattle's still yeah. really good. San Francisco's defense is great. Obviously, they took a quarterback. There's not. There's no telling who's going to play quarterback for them. But their their running game and their and their yeah. defense has been incredible in San Francisco. And obviously, Arizona has looked great. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, the addition of of JJ Watt on their defense. There, I mean, that That's defense right. is still really good. So that division from top to bottom is going to be great. Um, I think I think that's another division you could look at. Three teams making the playoffs at least. If they might take all four, all, all four of them might go. It's possible now with three wild card spots. That is but, possible now. Um, but back That's to nuts. that. That is kind of crazy. Yeah, I didn't think about it yeah, that way. It's weird. And yeah. but I think that he this this is definitely by far his best opportunity to succeed in in this Rams system. And a lot of people forget this Rams team was in the Super Bowl. What was that? Also three years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, three years ago. Three years ago against you know, New England. So how, I mean, that was how many teams in the NFC West have been in the Super Bowl in the last five years? What everyone but Arizona, everyone, right? Yeah, everyone but Arizona. 
yeah, has I played mean, for the, the Super Bowl in the last five years. That's that's the best division in football. <laughs> that's crazy. Hands down. That's that's in, that's incredible. Arizona has a team that could compete for a Super Bowl too. Absolutely, which is scary to think of. So, I don't. I, I have no clue what to think of this year's team or the teams at all because it's all new every year. It, it's going to be fun to watch. We always enjoy it. Um. Real quick, we've got about a minute left. What do we want to touch on real quick? I I didn't know you were a Bills fan, to be honest. I'm not a Bills fan. I just really like Josh Allen. Oh, there you okay. go. I, okay. I, don't, I don't really have a favorite he's name. A, he's a huge Wyoming Cowboys fan. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's why he there, loves there, Josh there Allen so much. Yeah. I, was about to, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan, so I was about to... to <laughs> we were going to have little, some beef little, going here. A little we ASC gonna, East yeah. rivalry. <laughs> Is Mac Jones ready to go? I I think so. His practice today was incredible. Do you have him or Cam practice? starting? Cam, Cam starting, Mac taking over, though. When? What week? Four. That early? Early. Because Cam gets injured? Cam gets hurt. Yeah. Cam he's gets not hurt. Gonna, yeah. He's not going to stay healthy. All right. Well, if y'all haven't uh, followed or subscribed to our podcast, you can find it on the streaming platforms under the Craven and Blazak experience. We've got like five seconds left, so we will talk to you on Friday.